All right, welcome back to the deadline. More baseball news has come around. Big off uh, big weekend for some of these teams. And that's what we're going to talk about coming up right now. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> now today, I know I said I'm going to talk about what's happening since the trade deadline and my thoughts and my predictions. And uh, the big series coming up this weekend. And uh, one of them was supposed to be for the New York Yankees. New York Yankees last night did terrible. And they've been terrible. It's as simple, it's as, simple as that. This team is not good anymore. I blame it on the owner, the general manager, and the manager. When you guys go realize that this team is not good. They're not. And it's got to end. I am tired of the same excuse from Aaron Boone saying that we stink. No, duh. It doesn't take a person who's been in the game that long to realize that. A fan can realize that. I've talked to so many Yankee fans, and they're mad, they're pissed. They're done. Some people are saying, wait until Aaron Judge gets back. Aaron Judge is back. What's going on? There's no excuse. And if I hear, I got to get this off my chest before I continue. If I hear Aaron Boone say one more time that this team is going to be like the last year's Phillies, 2021 Atlanta Braves, and the, and the 2019 Washington Nationals, do not compare yourselves to those teams. Don't, don't compare yourself to those teams. Because you're not. You're not the Atlanta Braves. No team is the Atlanta Braves. That that team just... It, it, they're kind of like the Dodgers. They, they pick their pieces, and those players do well. I don't know what it is, but the Atlanta Braves are phenomenal. Matt Olsen is on pace to hit almost 60 home runs. Acuna is on pace to steal 60 bags. Austin Riley is on pace to hit 50 home runs. That's a young core. Where's your young core? Anthony Volpe. Not, is the only one. And then according to reports by multiple players, not just one, multiple, these these prospects are sit down in front of a computer and learning analytics. 
Yeah, no wonder your prospects don't work. According to you, it was all about analytics. While these other people, these other teams, are teaching baseball. Not analytics, not Bill James crap. Baseball. Yeah, no wonder your prospects don't turn out to be Aaron Judge and, and Jeter and Posada. Because you're teaching them the wrong thing. There's even a, a, a recording from Derek Jeter that says he knew things were going to fall down when he became a free agent in 2010. And they told him. They told the captain. If you don't like our offer, you can walk. Imagine this. Imagine they said that. And Derek Jeter said, okay. And he ends up going to Boston or something like that. Jeter said this has been going on for almost a decade. Cashman hasn't done anything for 25 years he's been there. And do not give me, oh, well, he's been great. No, he hasn't. He didn't build a team in 99. He didn't build uh, 98, 99, 2000. He didn't build those teams. He didn't. Gene Stick Michael did. What did he do? He just put the pieces in, in a team that was already established by the core four. Core five, if you want to count Bernie Williams. What happened? Bernie retired. Okay, let's get Johnny Damon. Okay, Aaron Boone got hurt. Okay, let me bring in Alex Rodriguez. I'll draft Brad Gardner. Only good draft pick he's had so far, besides Aaron Judge. You haven't developed a first baseman down in the minors. You're drafting all these shortstops. Where are they going to play? <laughs> and you just made. Bad moves after bad move after bad move. And I was starting in 2010. I could go on. I have a core memory of this. 2009, you win the World Series. Hideki Matsui goes on and becomes a free agent. Wanted to stay in New York. But what do you do? Yankees. Trade for Curtis Granderson to play in the outfield to replace Johnny Damon. That one, I, I, I'll let him slide. But you brought in a washed-up Nick Johnson who did nothing that year but got hurt. Over Hideki Matsui, who signed with the Los Angeles Angels and became the full-time DH and played over 100 games. Wow, that was a smart move. 2010, you also didn't bring in Cliff Lee. I know towards the end of his career, he got washed up and he got hurt, but he loved playing in New York. But you didn't go after him. You went after 
after what the the, the Javier Vasquez or something, whatever his name was. 2011, you brought in Travis Hafner, another washed-up guy. 2012, you brought in Raul Banias. Okay, yep, he helped you one. He helped you go to the playoffs. He basically carried that whole team on his back in the playoffs. You can't tell me otherwise. I mean, go look up the highlights. He basically did everything every time he came up to bat. And then 2013. You bring in Kevin Euclid, you bring in so many washed up guys, it was insane. 2013 comes around. Who's your big player by then? Who's your, who's your big player back then? Robinson Cano. And he wanted 10 years, I think like $300 million. But you say no. So your idea to replace him was with Brian McCann, Carlos Beltran, who both players signed at least two-year deals. And on top of that, you're going to rub in his face, hey, we're going to give Jacoby Ellsbury seven years, $237 million. Why? Now, I'm a big fan of Ellsbury. I loved Ellsbury playing. But why? You could have had all that money and bring it with Cano. I know Cano, towards the end of his career, wasn't that good. But for at least five years, he was. With Seattle. Before he got traded to the New York Mets. It doesn't make any sense at all. What Cashman has been doing. What Steinberg has been doing. How. But um. Yeah it's not really that good. You know, so I, I'm thinking maybe it's time to maybe it's time to ask the tough questions. Boone again last night. I repeat, I said this earlier in the podcast. Said look up be like last year's Phillies. There's still a lot of game left. All right, but do you realize that last year's Philadelphia Phillies became better? Once they fired their manager and replaced him with Rob Thompson. I'll repeat that. They fired their manager and replaced him with Rob Thompson. The 2019 Washington Nationals, who made them, that team gave Washington their first World Series, that was a special team. Anthony Anthony uh, Rendon won Soto in his rookie year. Strasburg, before he got shut down. 
Max Scherzer. That team was special. This team for the Yankees is a basketball team. You lost so many games. Yes, you're playing the Washington Nationals after the Red Sox. But you're almost you're seven and a half games out. Seattle's getting hot right now. And that's why I'm saying that it's hard. Not schedule wise. All the teams ahead of you are being better. better than you. I can predict what's going to happen next year. Nothing's going to happen. And then after 2024, unless I'm wrong, I will mark this down. Mark this down and call me. Let me know. 2024, my prediction, Garrett Cole leaves. I don't care about this stupid thing, he opts out, the Yankees could add one more year, which basically he can't opt out. No. I think Garrett Cole, if they don't do anything next year, Garrett Cole's going to say, forget it, and I'm going to go to a team that's going to win. Maybe he goes back to Houston. I don't know. But he will not, I believe in 2025, Garrett Cole will not be a New York Yankee. Now, let's be realistic here. No, they're not going to go after Otani. Otani doesn't want to play in New York. He doesn't want to play in the East Coast. But you want to build something up, okay, go after a pitcher. Go after some relief pitchers. I don't know what this philosophy is all of a sudden. You're hurt. We don't get you. Michael Pineda, one example. I believe Michael Pineda was good for the Yankees. Sure, he always had that one inning where he got bombed. But after that, he was phenomenal. But he need Tommy John surgery. Yankees let him walk. You could have had a closer in Zach Britton, who's ready to play this year. You could have brought him into spring training. But what happened? Oh, you were hurt last year. Now we're gonna stick with Clay Holmes as our closer. How is that working out for you? Next year, you got so many people, so many closers. Josh Hader, Liam Hendricks, if he opts out. Are you guys going to go after him? No. This is not going to be a fun month for the New York Yankees. Teams are starting to get hot. Why? Because it's postseason baseball. You're going to beat this right now. These last, what, five, six weeks are going to make or break you. And teams are starting to get hot. The Yankees are not. The Yankees are done. If they somehow magically make it to the playoffs, I'll come back and admit that I'm wrong. But right now, they're not. They're done.
my opinion. Get rid of Boone. Bring in a guy who knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and bring in a new GM. Even though Cashman's job is safe. Alright, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about baseball. The baseball news. And uh, what I believe is going to happen. All right, we are back, and I was going to talk about how big of a series some teams need to to have, and some of them are actually doing well. Uh, one of the teams I thought that needed to win this weekend was the Seattle Manners against the Astros, and so far they've been doing that. The Seattle Manners have taken two out of three. They won Friday. They won on uh, yesterday. And in my mind, the player that's been that's been getting the Manners on the hot streak is Julio Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez has set a record of seventeen hits in four games. Which is insane. I looked at his numbers. He's actually batting over 400 in August. And he's on fire. And so is now Seattle. They are now the third wild card team. They've taken over the Toronto Blue Jays. So they are in it. Which is shocking because when I did my predictions, I didn't think they were going to be in it. They lost Robbie Ray. They really haven't been playing well. But now all of a sudden, Julio Rodriguez is on fire. And now are the Seattle Manners. Which is crazy enough to, to think. And this is what I like to see. Julio Rodriguez... Obviously, in my mind, I think he would be, when it's all said and done, I think he's basically the next Ken Griffey Jr. of uh, this generation. He plays well. He knows what, he knows the game. You know, I, I love to watch him play. It's He's fun to watch. But he, I think he's definitely the Ken Griffey Jr. of, of our generation. And he signed on a long-term deal with Seattle. He wanted to stay. He has. So it's really fun. He's really fun to watch. Like I said, set a, a record of 17 hits in four games, which is insane. So tonight they look for the sweep against the Astros. And we'll see what they can do. Uh, one team I thought... Need a big push, but they just been struggling. I mentioned it in the last segment, the New York Yankees. But also Boston. And Boston has taken two out of three versus the New York Yankees. They are now, I believe, three games out of the last wild card. Which is surprising because they were they didn't have a full team. For like two months straight. Trevor Story. 
is hurt, was hurt almost all year. He's back, and he's basically the, the, the Trevor Story that the Red Sox have signed. You know, he's getting at least two hits per game, which you love to see. He's fielding cleanly. He's back at short the last couple games, which is, I think that's where he should have been. He shouldn't have been a second baseman. I know when they signed him, they had both guards. But he's basically a shortstop. That's where he plays. That's where he needs to be, in my opinion. So, you know, we'll see how this turns out. But he's been hitting well. And Chris Sale has been the Chris Sale of old. You know, he he missed two months of due to injury. And, you know, his first game back, in four innings, he struck out eight batters. I mean, that's just really crazy. He had good stuff. His second start, he had good stuff. So he's the Chris Sale of old, which I like to see. I think that's going to be great. I hope next year, I know it's still early, next year he's the same thing. You know, free agent, and within the next couple of years. So we'll have to see. I like Boston. Devers is on a hot streak now. Verdugo, I love Verdugo. You know, obviously he was the big, tra- uh, the other big trade piece from going from Boston to Boston from the Dodgers and the Mookie Betts deal. But yeah, th- this team is fun to watch. They're going. They're not stopping anytime soon. Yes, you have a whole month. But, I mean, now you took in two out of three versus the Yankees. Now you have a shot here at getting back in it. Uh, one team I also thought that needed a series uh, win was the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I mean, I guess I know they're on the wild card, but they have just been struggling the last couple of weeks. Uh, they ended up splitting a doubleheader yesterday versus the Angels. And, you know, this team just provides that they don't need that big star. I, I, over the last couple of years, they got rid of so many people. They still find ways to win, which... It's just insane. Like, you look at the roster, and there's not one big name on that roster. Randy Rosarena was just some guy in the St. Louis organization. He was lost. They traded him. And now he's just, yes, he's turning into a big star, but he's not there yet. Same thing with Tyler Glass now was there with Pittsburgh, with Garrett Cole. And now he's finding his way. He is a good pitcher, but he also has the injuries. He adds the, you know, always injury prone every year. So I want to say he's there yet. Maybe if he stays healthy, you could get something going. And... You know, they're, they're, the face of the organizations, they're gone. 
David Price has retired. They traded him. They traded Longoria away, who was supposed to be the next, who was supposed to be your face of the franchise. But, you know, he got mad. They traded him. And Wander Franco's gone. Which is sad, but he's gone. Um, if you don't know what happened, I guess on social media, there was a post of, he's 22 years old, and he was dating a 14-year-old girl. I don't know how I feel about, I mean, I know how I feel about this, but kind of wrong, uh, as long as I've been around, uh, been watching baseball, I've never seen anything like this, I mean, I know there's been some, uh, cases of domestic violence and PEDs and drugs, never seen anything like this, I know reports that are close. Like his friends and stuff, saying that he may never play baseball ever again. Uh, which is probably likely the case. Um, uh, when more news breaks out, I'll share it with you guys. But other than that, that's all I know. The Cubs also need to win big in this series, and they, they have been. Uh, I believe they're now, like, two games out of the third wild card, which, I mean, they've been doing great, and they don't even have Marcus Stroman. Cody Bellinger has been the, basically, his comeback player of the year. You can't tell me otherwise. I believe he is. He is probably the best player right now. I think in, since July 1st, he's dying over four, 431 which is insane. And I know during this offseason, he's going to get a big contract. But he, they're playing Kansas City. Kansas City's really not that good anymore. They've fallen off. And, you know, that doesn't... I, I don't understand why teams who have succeeded, Kansas City being one of them, they just don't capitalize on it. Like, you had a core of Perez... Kane, Hosmer, Moustakis, you won the World Series in 15. Why not capitalize and try and make this team better? But, you know, they got to do what they got to do, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think, though, except for the wild card race, I think, all the divisions might be cleared, maybe except for the Central. I don't think any, no one's catching up to the Braves. Baltimore, I want to say are running away with the division. I think they might still have some competition with Tampa. I mean, Tampa's only two and a half games back. So, I think they might, they might be... Uh, that might be down to the race. Uh, the AL Central. I don't know. Cleveland's like five games behind Minnesota, but they're also below 500. So I don't see 
them making it to the playoffs this year. Like they're nine, they're nine and a half games out of the wild card. They, unless they got a really, really big hot streak, yeah, there's no way. Um, may, like, may, yeah, like I said, maybe they get a hot streak. They could probably win the Central, get the Twins up there. But I don't know. They're like the last ten games are four for six, so I, I really don't see them. Uh, catching up. Uh, AL West, I think it might be close. I still didn't think. I still think Texas over Houston, just because I think Texas is the better team. Seager, Simeon, Young, Garcia, Scherzer, Montgomery, Evaldi, when he comes back, is gonna be on fire. So I, I think, I think that'll be down to the Ryer. As well, uh, NL Central. Uh, it's I think it's a, it will be a three-team race. Milwaukee leads the Cubs and Cincinnati by three games. They still in it to win it, and the NL West is just done. The the Dodgers basically have taken over. No surprise there. It's always going to be the Dodgers. For the uh, wild card, though, for the NL, I don't know. It might, it might be close. It might be close. You got, right now, this is where it stands. Phillies, Giants, Cubs. But you also got Cincinnati right there. Arizona and Miami are a half game out. Even the Padres and the Mets are like six games out. So, I mean, I don't know. That could be fun. That would probably be a race to watch. But, you know, other than that, I think we just got to wait out, see how the season goes. Uh, out of all the teams that might, that are, like, there, I think the Angels are out of it. Yes, they're eight games out, but, yeah, they're definitely out of it. Same with the Yankees. Um, who else do I think? I think the Mets, too. I think the Mets might be out. Same thing with the the Padres. They just can't win. I don't know what's going on with San Diego. I thought they would be better challenge the Dodgers, but they're not. So, I don't know. I have to see. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my take on... Baseball this week. Uh, we're going to take uh, another short break and I'll be back with my closing moments. Alright, so that does it for this podcast. Uh, like I said, there's so many series that people had to win, and so far teams have done that. I don't know, I, I believe it's going to be an interesting last month. If some teams could get hot, I think it would change the perspective of basically the wild card race for both leagues. But other than that, uh, like I said, that's my take on it. Uh, we will come with you with another podcast probably in the next couple of days just to have some fun, just to talk as baseball sadly 
comes near its last month. But other than that, if you like what you hear, please give me a follow on Spotify. Uh, best uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Deadline 2023. And if you want to be a guest, please contact me on either one of those social media platforms. I could send you a link here on Spotify for podcasters, which is a great website. Uh, t- to use literally just send you guys a link either through email or through text and all you gotta do is hit a button and me and you are having a conversation but other than that i'm gonna bid farewell and we will see you all in the next one